listeners and welcome to another episode of the open dreams podcast my name is abong domalia and titus i am an open dream scholar and i'm a host uh, at the open dreams podcast the open dreams podcast is a collaborative series that brings together leaders and change makers within the open dreams network and gives them the opportunity to talk about what they are passionate about about the work that they are doing in their communities about the change they are effectuating uh, and about how the open Dreams network has been particularly relevant in enabling them to effectuate that change. Today, we are very, very excited to be in the midst of a wonderful guest uh, in the name of Dr. Njinembo Neyu Esther. Uh, she is a non-communicable disease risk factors uh, officer who works with the World Health Organization and is based in Congo, Brazzaville. Her work within the domain of non-communicable diseases is quite profound and her impact has been reverberating uh, over and over within the Open Dreams Network. We are quite excited and proud to have her as a guest today and uh, welcome, welcome uh, Dr. Esther. Thank you very much Titus, it's my pleasure to be here today. So Dr. Esther, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? You know, we don't want to be the ones to talk about you, we don't want to be the ones to talk about your passion, uh, maybe a bit about your background, we want you to tell us about that yourself. So we'd love to know a bit more about you. First of all, thank you very much to the Open Dreams for giving me this opportunity to be here. Thank you very much, Titus, for having me. So, like you rightly said, I'm Dr. Esther Ginebunayo. I'm a Cameroonian. I'm a medical doctor. Um, I studied in the University of Bamenda. Then after I worked at the Mobi Baptist Hospital in Douala as a medical doctor, before I had the opportunity to volunteer with the World Health Organization at the regional office in Congo Brazzaville. So in that capacity, I've been working as a public health specialist focused in the area of non-communicable disease prevention and control, particularly the non-communicable disease main four risk factors, which are unhealthy diet, tobacco control, physical inactivity, and the harmful use of alcohol. So um, coupled with that also, I am a, a current scholar. I am on the Commonwealth Distance Scholarship Program doing an MPH at the University of just about me. That's that's absolutely amazing. Um, how is your 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 distance studies program work? How is it? How is it going for you? Well, I would say it's very it's very challenging. Other than what I thought, um, I thought maybe um blending work and school would have been very something um not too difficult, but the workload is really there and you have to be very, very, very disciplined in order to, to make it. But it's going on well. I have been able to finish my first year. I passed all my courses and this is my final year. I'll be wrapping up. So it's something you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Congratulations and uh, good luck for the, for the rest of your study. So you, you've been in the health sector now for, you know, over half a decade and um, you have some a plethora of, of experiences and, and relevant, you know, profile under your sleeves. And amongst many other things, what is what is it that keeps you, you know, moving within this, this health industry? Uh, what keeps me really, it's the fulfillment you get when you help people. 
when you can contribute to shaping someone's life, to help someone to live in good health, mm-hmm. to help someone to, to be happy and live happily and healthy for me, that's what keeps me. When I know I can impact the life of someone, a family, a community, and I can help them to stay away from sickness, I can help them to stay away from non-communicable diseases and they will live healthy and happy lives for me. I am very fulfilled. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me pushing forward and wanting to do more because I want to impact the world at large and not just my community. Yeah. Open dreams, the birthplace of dreams. Open dreams, the best place to be. For action and virtual we will fight to understand. We will make it big. Here at Open Dreams, one thing that I absolutely respect about the medical industry is that every medical practitioner or every medical doctor is basically, you know, kind of giving up their lives for the service of humanity and, and the service of mankind. And I don't think that there's anything more noble than, you know, really, really putting yourself at the service of, of mankind, ensuring that people are healthy, people are, you know, living longer and happier lives. And, and I really think there's not there's nothing as, you know, as noble as that. So, it's it's really wonderful to to have you as you know giving us some information and talking to us about that. So you're you're equally quite passionate about volunteerism and um you have you've volunteered for several organizations which are both yes. national and, and international. So can you tell us a little bit about your your volunteerism experience? Okay, so my volunteerism experience began in my country, Cameroon, mm-hmm. uh, where I volunteered with the Cameroon Baptist Health Services Non-Communicable Disease Program. Um, I I went through a training and then I worked with them and then I saw the benefits of volunteering. And mm-hmm. then when I had the opportunity to join um, WHO through volunteering, I also gladly took up that opportunity for me. Volunteerism gives you the opportunity to acquire skills that mm-hmm. you might not be able to acquire. Like, for example, if you were going directly to get a job. You might not have the opportunity to get into, for example, I'm working now in the WHO, which is a multicultural, fast-paced environment, and which is sometimes very difficult to get in. The true volunteerism, you have the opportunity to work with very experienced people in the field, people who have written down their name in books, people who have had great achievements. You are able to learn from them. You are able to acquire the skills, and you are still able to make the impact which you otherwise would not have been able to make. I have been able to, currently in my role, I work with 47 developing countries, which it is something I never knew I would have been able to do before. And I know more about those countries in Africa than I knew before. I've had the opportunity to have my name written down in documents in several countries, which would not have otherwise been possible just because of volunteering. So for me, volunteerism is a great opportunity. Every Everybody, if you have the opportunity, you grab it. It builds your skills, it builds your portfolio, and it prepares you for your future ahead. Yeah. Well, th- that is profound. And you've really encroached into the second part of the question that I wanted to ask you here um, about the counsel that you would give young people on volunteerism. And I think that has to be quite succinct, although you can throw a bit more light on, light on that yes. Um, yes. subsequently. But, um, you know, one of the core values that Open Dreams really prides itself upon is, is um, volunteerism and community impact. Um, Open Dreams really believes that enabling young people to give back to the community while they are young um, is going to build in them that, that desire to be community-centric and to 
to basically be uh, engaged and quite involved in community development besides the fact that they gain you know skills and again experience while creating impact um, at the same time so you mentioned earlier during your introduction that um, you are you are an expert within the field of non-communicable diseases so tell us a little bit about that what are ncds um, how do they come about and give us some of like the medical advice and, and, and medical insights if i should say so concerning ncds okay. All right. So non-communicable diseases, like the word says, they are non-communicable. That means they are non-infectious. Therefore, they cannot be transmitted from one person to another through a vector. Or you cannot have them as an infection. For example, HIV, AIDS, that's an infection. You don't get non-communicable diseases like that. Non-communicable diseases are mainly caused by two um, factors. We have the modifiable and the non-modifiable. The modifiable, they are just um, behaviors which if you if you change, you know, it's going to help you to live healthy. The non-modifiable uh, comes from the area now of hereditary, something which you might inherit from your parents. Mm-hmm. But 80% of non-communicable diseases are caused by these risk factors, which are harmful use of alcohol, tobacco consumption, unhealthy diet, physical inactivity, and air pollution. Generally, when you engage in such unhealthy behaviors, it will lead you to having non-communicable diseases. And what are these non-communicable diseases? There are diseases like cancers, like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, malnutrition. That is what we mean by non-communicable diseases. And recent statistics have shown that every two seconds, Somebody below the age of 70 years dies from an NCD in the world. That means since we have been discussing here, we already have some people who have died from an NCD who are below 70 years. And it may shock you to know that 85% of these deaths occur in low and middle income countries. Generally in the world, 74% of all deaths are caused by communicable diseases. So this is something that is, it's a growing burden and it's a cause for concern. And that's why we are all putting hands on deck to help, especially this, our developing countries where we have a lot of these risk factors like air pollution, harmful use of alcohol, tobacco consumption, unhealthy diet, it's the order of the day. So that is why really, we need to really fight to do all we can to help countries in these low and middle income countries to be able to come out of this um, this situation. And so what's the advice we give to people out there? Make healthy choices, choose to eat healthy food, be physically active, avoid the harmful use of alcohol, avoid tobacco consumption, and strive not to pollute the air, strive to avoid activities that will lead to air pollution, which might harm people who live in the community. So um, the way in which we work in WHO, we support countries to adopt and implement policies that that, that are going to reduce these uh, non-communicable disease risk factors. Policies like mandatory food labeling, policies like um, like mandatory taxes on tobacco products or mandatory taxes on sugar sweetened beverages, those, all those things that are helpful. So we help countries to adopt those laws so that they are going to create an enabling environment for the population to make healthy choices and therefore live health. I, th- I think that we should have more podcasts with, with individuals who are within the domain of health. We had a recent podcast with um, 
Sir Mickey, who is the founder of Community Vision Group. And one of the flagship projects of Community Vision Group is the Hepatitis B campaign, um, which which has to do with really kind of a lot of community sensitization about hepatitis B, about you know the harmful nature of, of the disease and, and how young people can really pre- prevent themselves from that. And you've given us again a bit more insight about NCDs and, and their unique nature, the fact that you, you cannot, um, is that not infectious? And you cannot, they cannot be gotten through like a vector or, or, or some medium. And, and that's, that's really interesting. So besides being a medical doctor, you are also a, a Mandela Washington fellow, 2022. Uh, you are a one young world ambassador, 2022 as well. I'm equally a one young world ambassador, although I did not travel to Manchester. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just, just to name a few, and you're equally an advocate, right? So how do you go about all these things? Like, you know, what, what, what motivates you? What keeps you going? Besides the fact that you have like a career that you have, but yet you're still engaged in all of these um, other activities. So what keeps me going is the fact that I have a goal. I have a vision. And that vision is to become a world-renowned leader in health promotion and disease prevention. I have told myself my impact will not only be felt in Cameroon, it will not only be felt in Central Africa, it will not only be felt in the African region, but in the world. Mm-hmm. So every step, everything I can do that will take me closer to that dream, mm-hmm. I give, I, I go for it. And I don't allow anything to hold me back. I don't allow anything to, to, to discourage me. I don't allow anything to kill my dream. So every opportunity I feel, I know I, I deserve this. I always go for it and I mm. give it my best when I go for it. That's, so that that's, is it. I know I have a dream. I'm looking at my goal. That is what is in front of me. I, I yeah. don't look at the obstacles. I decide to shut my eyes to the obstacles. I look at the end point. What do I want to get? Where do I want to go? That is where I want to go. What do I need to use to go there? And mm-hmm. I go for it. So yeah. That's been my motivation. That's that's quite inspiring. Um I tried to interrupt you there, but I noticed that I just could not because of how how passionate you were, you know, talking about that. And young people around the world are usually one of the most um, susceptible demographics when it concerns issues around health. You know, we can talk about the rates of HIV among young people, HIV and AIDS. We can talk about other diseases that are mostly prevalent among young people. So you have done quite a lot of work in promoting healthy choices, you know, working with, with, with World Health Organization, um, other African countries, and equally being involved with so many policymakers. So why are you talking about, you know, healthy choices in the 21st century? And how is this particularly beneficial to the demographic of youths? So if you look at the way life, in fact, the way the human being is, everything we are, everything we do is tied to one thing, the choice. If I am here today, it's because I have made the choice to be here to speak. If you decide to go to work tomorrow, it's because you have made the choice to wake up from that bed and go and get ready for work. So choices are, I can say, um, the center of everything. If you decide that you are going to live healthy, that you are going to stay away from alcohol, that you're going to stay away from tobacco, that you're going to stay away from unhealthy diets. And, and it's necessary it's that you to... make those decisions while they are young. Yes, 
Yes, when they are your, you, you know, when a decision comes from you, you keep to that than when somebody forces you to do something. I don't know if you get the point. Okay. So if you are able to make that conscious decision to change, you are going to change that when someone forces on you. And if you look at the number of people who are dying from non-communicable disease, at first in the past, it was elderly people, but now it is no longer the case. It is young people, people in their 30s. That's the workforce. Mm -hmm. that, those, those are the leaders of tomorrow. They are the ones who are dying. They are the ones who are getting sick from non-communicable diseases now. At this. That is why healthy is very paramount to living healthy. And we need you to stand up and say no to alcohol, say no to tobacco, say no to unhealthy eating, say no to unhealthy behaviors. That is the only way you are going to take control over your health. And that is why I decide to focus on the choices because mm -hmm. everything revolves around your choice. Even if I give you drugs to take today, if you decide not to take them, it's mm -hmm. not going to have any effect on you. So we begin by helping you to make the right choice that will help you live healthy. I think we can summarize that segment as the power of choice. That's um, yes. that's very succinct. So I, I would like us, I would like us to you know move into some of the the work that you've done in the area of NCDs um, around the African space. So tell us about some of the work that you've done in the domain of NCDs and how the Open Dreams Network has supported you to be able to to get into this work and really fledge out this passion of yours. Okay, um, I can say I have helped, I have supported Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda mm. to adopt food labeling policies that have helped people to make healthy choices. And I also worked with um, Congo and um, Central African Republic to raise awareness on non-communicable disease uh, risk factors, like to conduct communication campaigns to increase people's awareness of these risk factors, what they are. Because generally what we have known is that, we have noticed is that people in the community, they don't even know this non-communicable disease. When you talk about non-communicable disease, they don't get it as fast as when you talk of HIV. So when you mention HIV, everybody knows what causes it, uh, mm -hmm. HIV. But when it comes to non-communicable disease, it's not the case. So that is why we try to raise awareness on you know, these non-communicable disease risk factors in countries. Also in countries like Ethiopia, we have built the capacity of civil society organizations, community volunteers, and community health workers. We have strengthened their capacity to go and preach the word on non-communicable diseases in the community. We, we strengthen their capacity and we give them the tools and they go and they teach people uh, about these non-communicable diseases, what they are and how to prevent them. Mm -hmm. We have also been able to develop communication materials to raise awareness, which we have um, shared through WHO website. You will see um, social media cards on physical activity, especially around this World Cup. We really did a lot on to promote physical activity, to mm -hmm. encourage people to be physically active and to make, make them know the importance that people to develop legislations on health diet especially on the regulation of salt sugar and fat so that's yeah. just some of the few things um we have been able to do so i think um uh, for uh, open dreams has really been um pivotal in that open dreams opened my eyes to these opportunities mm -hmm. you see before i joined open dreams i wasn't aware of so many things that was that was going on there's a saying that knowledge is power having knowledge and also um, not just having the knowledge, but 
having the knowledge and putting it into practice. Mm-hmm. So when I got to open dreams, I got to know a lot of opportunities. I don't know one advice I can give to people who are joining open dreams or wearing open dreams is always make use of every opportunity. Okay, the people to help who are there, there are people there who can help you. Mm-hmm. If you have any difficulty, reach out. If you yeah. see any opportunity, you think you are well suited for this, you go for it. Ask, you know, ask information. They will give you. They have a lot of experienced people. They they know about a lot of things that are going on. I got to know about some of the opportunities I'm enjoying today. Through open dreams. Through the open dreams, yes. Right. So yeah. yeah. So they have really been quite um, you know, helpful in that area. Open dreams, the birthplace of dreams. Open dreams, the best place to be. For action, a watch word. We will find some We will make it big. Here at Open Dreams. I can completely agree with that and even attest uh, to to you know some of the points that you're making. But let's let's go back a little bit to um raising awareness about NCDs. Now you mentioned something which really caught my attention. You said that um when we talk about other diseases to young people or to people in general, they're just, you know, immediately going to know what it's about, like HIV, malaria, cholera, and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it paints a picture, although maybe not very intentionally. But when we talk about NCDs, it takes a bit more awareness, more more yeah. um, more education for them to really grasp the concept of, of NCDs and be able to integrate with it. So what, what, do you think, what do you think is the cause of this? Is it um, inaccess to um, information about this or do you think some sort of negligence? I would say it's it's negligence. I would just say first is limited information. I don't think we've done awareness raising as much as what has been done on HIV. That's the first thing. I think we still have a long way to go. There's still a lot of work, you know, to be done. Secondly, I'm also going to talk of limited resources and investment in NCDs. If you look at the amount of grants, funds we have on HIV. You can't compare it to what we have on NCDs. And the more you fund initiatives, the more you fund projects, the more people get to know about these things because you you tie some importance to it. Mm-hmm. So we need more funding on NCDs. We need more awareness raising because people, what they know is that these are diseases of the elderly. These are, these are diseases for old people. The young people don't think they can have. Why should they be having cancer? Why should they be having hypertension, diabetes when they are young, they are strong, they can do whatever they want to do with their lives? They don't think it's for them mm-hmm. until it catches them, until it meets up with them. So if we invest more financially, we invest more technically in terms of raising awareness about this, in terms of using policies, even using school education programs, incorporating it in the in the education of our young children. We are going to increase awareness. People will be more conscious of these diseases and they are going to take their health seriously. That's that's quite pertinent. So I'm sure young people listening to this, um, to your discussion right now and, and feeling the, the reverbs of your passion would you know, have maybe some interest to get into the medical to the medical sector. So what, what counsel do you have for young people prospecting to pursue careers in medicine? First, you need to have the passion. That's the very first. If you are not passionate, you are going to abandon it on the way. Mm-hmm. And be ready to serve. 
you should be ready to serve. You should be ready to give in everything of your health. Is not a, a career where you go in and you keep something back. No, you give everything you have. Right, right. You're ready to serve, and you should have the passion. If you don't have the passion, you're going to drop out on the way. Awesome. Passion is 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 the most important thing, really. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, so for for every journey, for every you know, successful story, there's always um, a series of challenges that I experience. So just give us within a few minutes, I think about one minute or maybe 30 seconds, tell us about the most significant ch- challenge that you've experienced so far and how you were able to to blaze through this challenge and as well, how did this challenge enable you to grow better into into, into a better uh, medical practitioner? Okay, I would say the main, the highest challenge I've had is in my country. <laughs> Leaving my country to come and start life in another country with my family mm. at the beginning it was quite daunting. I I I I didn't know how it's going to be out there, where I'm going to, if the people are going to be welcoming, if I'll be able to cope, how uh, my kids are going to begin school there and everything like that. You know, I, I had I had never left my country. Mm-hmm. I've always grown, I've been there, you know. So it it was strange for me. At some point I almost even changed my mind, but then I looked at like like I usually say the goal. What is the goal? What is the end result? What do I want? To yeah, starting with the end in mind. And I decided to take yes. I, I I took that leap of faith, and ever since I came, I tell you, I I don't regret. I don't regret moving because it has opened so many doors for me. I can tell you, so many doors it has opened for me. It has helped me to have a wider reach, which I would otherwise not have had if I had just continued working in the limited space where I was working, that helped me to form a strong network of people. It has helped me to impact a wider group of people. Mm. You know, it has increased my passion. It has strengthened my skills a lot. It has really helped me. It has really built my professionalism. Doc, I'm, I'm, so, I'm going to I'm going to that a bit there. And I just want to say congratulations on that. That is so inspiring. You. That is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to see what mm-hmm. the future has in store for you. But before we wrap up with this episode, which we are doing in, in a couple of minutes, I want you to speak to the general listener. So anybody who is listening to, the, to this episode uh, of today, what counsel do you have for them? Just general words of counsel that you have for a listener of this episode okay for you who is listening to this episode today if there's one thing i want you to know is that you are your only limitation i mean the only thing that is standing between you and your dreams is you Mm -hmm. so do not limit yourself don't allow anything you know to hold you back if you want something believe in yourself and go for it you can do it you can make it if i did it you can do it nothing should stop you it could involve a process yes it could involve um some high and low moments yes it could take some resources yes but just trust in the process and giving your best and definitely be patient with time you're going to make it only thing standing between you and your dream and your vision and your destination is actually you thank you so much dr esther for those wonderful uh, resounding words I, I i don't think that anyone could have put them better than you actually have thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode of the open dreams podcast uh, i was your host abong normally entitled open dream scholar 
and uh, with us today we had dr esther um, all the way from congo brazzaville who is a non-communicable diseases expert uh, working with the world health organization it was absolutely amazing to have you uh, in today's episode and uh, have a wonderful day dr esther thank you very much open dreams the best place to be for action and watch we will fight to